This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys hoping to start a podcast with Todd Fedoric, exploring what's in the fridge's fridge. Craig, what kind of stuff you've been watching during this quarantine? I know you got that good stuff. Yeah, I've been uh, watching uh, some Leonard Kenny, some Community, uh, watching uh, Real Housewives of New York, uh, Real Housewives of Los Angeles, Real Housewives of Tulsa, Real Housewives of Boise, Real Ooh, Housewives Tulsa and Boise. I mean, that's that's all the interesting Winter- stuff. Of Winnipeg, uh, Real Housewives of St. Paul, Real Housewives of the Real Housewives of Winnipeg. Illinois. They don't have they don't have a park to go to. It's a crying shame or an airport. Yeah, they also just don't go outside much. Well, they, nobody's going outside much, but they don't go outside much there because it's fucking freezing cold. So team. there's nothing to do. Yeah, at all. Uh, Real Housewives of Tallahassee. Oh, you thought of a couple more. There. Real, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're done. I, I got cartel wives. I got check mob wives. All the best ones, all the best mob wives. I'm just that's my category is mob uh, people married to people in the mafia. Yeah, mob husbands. That's just, uh, that's, just uh, yeah, half of the marriage situation. That's pretty yeah. much the show. That Mo- mob half. partners. That's my show. <laughs> it's a very culturally sensitive mob. I was actually what was the show? My buddy told me to check out Hunters. That feels like a show. Oh I yeah, yeah. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, so I've watched uh, two or three episodes of Hunters so far, and uh, no, I like it. It's got this like, it's got this like schlocky like comic book feel, and I am okay. into it. It's uh, it's about like these Nazis hunters in the the seventies, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which number one, I can always get down on on violence against Nazis. I, that's one of my probably favorite yeah. film categories is violence against Nazis. <laughs> And then on top of that, it's uh, it's just got this like I don't know. It's it's very schlocky. It's like got this like almost Tarantino-y like kind of like seventies feel to it, but like not quite. But it's it's very comic-y like influenced wise. And no, I, I'm I'm digging it so far. Oh okay. Oh uh, yeah okay. So yeah, the, my friend had told me about it, and made it sound pretty good. And then somebody else was telling me like they're just they try and it's just all about violence. It's, there's actually not too much of the plot. It's just like, they're looking for like gory scenes to get like attention. I don't know, but it sounds they're killing some it, Nazis. Yeah. I was going to say that reminds me of, uh, I got to check the glorious bastard and uh, bastard. Isn't going to be on any, uh, any streaming service. Is it? I think it's on Netflix. Oh, I mean, so not for me. Craig, not we're, we're going to figure out your Netflix situation soon. We're going to get. Yeah, I know. I got to call them. It's still action up. I don't know what's going on, but I did. Listeners, uh, if you can donate to Craig with one Netflix. What is that? Well, what's also what's on Amazon Prime? Because now uh, I was able to. I uh, got a little bit of uh, inside info for a, a login there. Oh, wow. Okay. He gave it to me. So what's on Amazon Prime? Hunters. <laughs> what do you watch on Amazon Prime? Hunters is on there. Um, I'd have to check. I'm not sure offhand. 
Okay. There's there's lots of stuff available on Amazon. All right. right okay. All right. That is why I was, I guess, asking around about Hunters. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been watching. What about you, though? What if, I mean, you know, I've been watching everything. Everything. I think, the only... well, it sounds like we might find out tomorrow. Oh, wow. Or Monday? Yeah, I guess probably tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, who, tomorrow. Knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we're probably going to be up recording this for five hours, so. Yeah, we're not passing out until Monday. This is going to be all weekend. Absolutely 72 hours not. of pod right here. If we don't get a minimum of two to three hours of podcasting in a week, does that week even count? No. And that's why these last couple of weeks I haven't counted at all for anything. We've I think gotten we've two hours out. in a week. It hasn't quite been. I not good enough. <laughs> we're the usually closer to. We're usually well, actually. I think it's usually around around two because when or a little over two because a typical fly purbly, despite popular belief, a typical fly purbly is close to an hour and a half. It is not four to five to six hours it is usually an hour and a half <laughs> and yeah, it is. Yeah. the typical flyers forecast usually goes 30 to 40 minutes and yeah. well you know now we're doing a two hour long podcast so that's i was gonna say i think we're still in the same time range because uh i mean the fucks are going pretty long we made the fucking hour on monday or an hour long on monday right we and just then... barely got to the hour on monday it was that the week before was the one that really got me because we we talked about the we made a whole list of the the worst Top flyers of the past flyers. decade, and we yeah. went through each roster of the past decade to hand pick these players. Yeah, we we didn't pick it beforehand. Yeah, we we did it live. We we did it live. Yeah, we Bill O'Reilly that shit. Bill O'Reilly that shit. Nobody knows that reference. Well, everybody knows that reference. Everybody though. knew but that yeah, reference like ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, I don't know if they're still. We're still using it. I'm still know. using it. I have many outdated yeah, references, it. but I'm also very old compared to most of the internet. You, you are. That is important for everybody to know. You're yes. old man of the yeah. internet, Steve Jacob. <laughs> I remember a time when it was five nickels for a call on AOL. <laughs> a fifty-six K modem. <laughs> What's your kid's aim screen name? What's going on there? What do you got? Remember away messages. What's your song on MySpace? You, your font was as much of a part of your personality as anything. Oh my god, it really was. It really yeah. was. And it... Pretty sure all my like my bio was just like Rage Against Machine lyrics or like stupid bullshit. I was in high school. I didn't. No, that's much that's what the instant on. messenger was back then. It was you know you're. Yeah. Your away message, your bio was like your favorite song lyrics, and you were angsty because it was high school. And yeah. your font was usually something completely just like disgusting. Like, uh, <laughs> one of my good friends in high school used uh, the font was called Chiller Font, which is kind of like serial killer writing. And okay. it just, it's like very edgy. And he also couldn't spell to save his damn life. So his entire profile <laughs> was just hot garbage. Just a mess. Yeah, just a mess. Complete oh, mess. A mess from Waterwall. And he yeah, he typed like... in like all caps too, so it was just like the most obnoxious person to chat with it at any time. As opposed to just... my very sophisticated Courier New font. Which, oh, it looks you like a newspaper. This... How sophisticated! This is an old friend. Old friend, yes. You're not still friends with him. I have not hung out with this guy. In yeah, many that's years. good. Yeah, I see him it occasionally. Like at, yeah. I see him occasionally at like a get together with like high school friends, and I'm like, "What's up?" And that's pretty much it. And then you're like, you had stupid fucking font in high school. You had you remember stupid that? Stupid font that <laughs> I have never forgotten. Twenty years later, thank you. You remember? I told a bunch of strangers about it. Do you remember using it? A bunch of strangers. Told them about our 56k modem. <laughs> so the single, the so I'm 36 now. 
And the single uh, oldest I've ever felt, the, like the oldest feeling moment, I'm not even sure how to really phrase that, but uh, the oldest I've ever felt was describing the concept of dial-up internet to an intern at work. Oh, man, that is we a... We a 19-year-old yeah. intern, knew, no idea what we were talking about with dial-up internet and AOL. None. Didn't know how it worked. Didn't even understand the concept. I had to explain all of it. I had to explain landline telephones and the fact that you couldn't be on the telephone and go on the internet at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was a whole, I can't believe, I had dial up, I think we got fancy people internet when I was a sophomore in high school. I had dial up in high school. That's sad. Like, wasn't, and that was such a triumph when you got that fancy people internet. Oh, it was. Like, downloading music. Because that was the whole thing was dial. Because when he had dial up, he could still use LimeWire, and he could download four songs in the day, and then he could listen to those four songs anytime he wanted because yeah. he could get them off your iPod. <laughs> and that was like a huge success. Like now, you would set a every... queue of songs to download while you yeah. went out and did other shit, and then you'd come back, and then you'd find out half the half the downloads failed, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Fuck." Well, at least this cool song got down, and it was not a cool song because we're talking or... about the early two thousands when most of the popular music was horseshit. Yeah, uh, Corn and Limp Bizkit didn't have that many good songs. Man. But also, Man, I can't believe like... the, new, the whole new Godsmack album didn't get downloaded. <laughs> Why did Soli Erna do this to me? Come on. But like, there would be, God. And like, there were so many like fake copies or fake versions of the songs. Oh, yeah. So even then, and now Spotify pissed everywhere. I don't even, I could look up on Spotify bands I've never heard of and listen to their music all the time now. Kids will never know. Kids it's unreal. Know. Kids, these 25 things that kids these days just won't know. I saw, uh, did you ever have to, well, then you must have uh, recorded a song off the radio, too. That was another one I saw. Oh, yeah. I I love the art of the mixtape. Yeah, I remember I did that a couple times when I was younger. But that's something that nobody will ever have. CDs were fucking expensive. CDs were fucking expensive. Like $18 at the wall. And you're going off of one song, you know, because again, not really like you could go on YouTube or something. Well, you'd have, all you'd have to song. go to the store and put on the headphones FYI. that everybody used, the, which is a nightmare in today's COVID-19. Imagine that, like, yeah. To think about sharing headphones with a bunch of random strangers that you know those lazy music store employees <laughs> were not cleaning. And you would put on these random headphones and you'd sit there and listen to an album in the store stand there you wouldn't yeah. even have a chair you'd just be standing there going huh but is this guy worthy this is i'm gonna say this is hands down the oldest conversation i've had like realizing it now because that moment of realization with the fya god damn yeah that was that was always the worst too because kids used you to get to... a blue sticker when you went to the wall <laughs> if you had that on the cd you could scratch the shit out of that return it and get a new <laughs> copy of the cd and that was a thing that was a thing. God damn, our MP3's great. <laughs> yeah, they really are. sucked in retrospect. No, they were terrible. I And I have, uh, my car still has a CD player, so I try and listen to some CDs now. They're all fucking scratched. They all get, like, they get scratched all, so easily. Yeah, so all that money we, all the money invested is just gone. Absolutely. Big old waste of time. Big old waste but, of time. But you know, it's 2020, there's music everywhere now, and, uh, Nothing else. We're all yeah, we're all softer for it. We're a weaker country because of free music everywhere. We're, I'll just we're say a it. weaker country because nobody has to record songs <laughs> off the radio to make a shitty mixtape off of. That's yeah. That was if you wanted to. I could point out the moment in time when it all went wrong for this country, and it was right there. 
as soon as uh, Spotify came out. So, but yeah, that's what we've been watching. And, and this podcast uh, sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> sponsored by Fye. Let's see if they are they. They're still open too, aren't they? I'm not sure because the the Philly one closed like two years ago. Like there was a a big one on Broad Street, and I would go in occasionally and get like a discount on some like dumb junk that I put on my desk or something. Yeah. Well, actually, not so. They were going out of sale for about 15 years. I was gonna say, and if uh, I don't, they may not make it through. Actually, Uh, COVID nineteen probably. I don't think anybody's gonna be really jumping to spend money at Fye right now. If they're, so, I think they only yeah. exist in Midwest shopping malls. I I think there's still one in Maryland, at the mall I grew up like going to. I think it's still there, as of a couple months ago. So that one, and then a bunch of places in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the country. So there's probably like ten left. Like maybe I had that weird blockbuster that was open until like a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that's in Maryland. <laughs> the last blockbuster. Uh, that's actually in Oregon, I believe. Oh, okay. It's still open though. Well, yeah, but it 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 now it's, is basically just like a tourist site that just advertises oh, okay. itself as the last blockbuster. That's the like, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, we are we are fucking old, but old wave arcades at the the youngsters these days. <laughs> but I'll tell you what is new, or what there's news about, and that is the coronavirus. Did uh, you use? Did you use what's like new and news as your transition on, yeah, I did. Oh, you were God. here for that. You, you heard it, yeah. Uh, so, but speaking of that, uh, we are now up to uh, nine total hockey personalities, is what I'm going to call them, uh, have been, have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, five senators, four players, one staff member, uh, and also the senator's broadcaster, uh, Gord Wilson, have all tested positive for coronavirus. Two Avalanche players, and then the Blues play-by-play guy, John Kelly. So there have been nine uh, people around the game of hockey who have suffered from uh, coronavirus so far. Uh, other news coming up. Uh, NHL has extended team self-isolation period to April 15th. Uh, it was originally March 27th. That got pushed back to April 4th and then went to the 15th again. I can I should probably just cancel the season at this point. Um, and then the based season. off the, yeah, the regular season at least. Uh, and then the um, and then another bit of news. So those are like the two major coronavirus news updates I got <laughs> for, for the league in general. Kevin Hayes was talking about uh, you know being away from the game right now and what everybody's doing at the moment. And uh, he says the only positive is that he's a gamer again. Like I think most of us are, or a good chunk of people are becoming with their free time at the moment. Uh, and then also from Dave Isaac, which is where I got this from. Uh, apparently Michael Raffle shaved his head. <laughs> And that is the highlight of the Flyer Snapchat group at the moment, according to Hayes. So, I'm trying to picture Michael Raffle with a bald head. I can picture it. I can picture it. I think he could pull it off. But I imagine there's got to be some Flyers that look... Like, I was trying to picture Travis Sanheim with his head shaved. And I feel like that would be... Uh, it's, it's no good. Pretty unique, yeah. Carter Hart with no hair would look, uh, look kind of weird. That was the first one I thought of for looking weird. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's Carter Hart. I feel like there are a bunch of guys that it wouldn't even matter. Like, uh, you know who could pull it off? Kevin Hayes. I think Kevin Hayes could pull it off. Yeah, I could see it. He's got a lot of he's got a decent amount of flow going on right now, though. But I could see him. I could see him pulling off, uh, shaving his head. Yeah. You know, I look think weird. Drew. Could. You know, it'd look weird. Voracek. 
Yeah, Voracek is another one I was thinking of that looked weird. Especially if he kept the giant bushy beard. Like, he looked like a psychopath. Oh, God, yeah. he yeah. I feel like that's a common shaving the head and keeping a big-ass beard, though. Oh, but he yeah, would still a look movie. like a crazy... Yeah, he'd still look like a crazy mountain man or something. So, yeah. Kind of... I'm kind of... I kind of want to see that one, actually. <laughs> that may be the only one. Well, Jake, once you unblock okay. us, make it happen. And then block yeah, us again. Uh, Ghost... Ghost, it doesn't, weird. it's no bueno. Uh, and then I, but like Drew, Niskanen, uh, I feel like those two guys would be fine with a shaved head. Niskanen's already there pretty much. No, he's a dad. Uh, yeah, he's a dad. You gotta, you gotta shave it up. I'm trying to think if there's any other flyers that, well, like Elliot would probably look fine because he's, you know, he, he's, he's my age. He's a uh, mid 30s now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> getting up there. What about, uh, what about the coaches? Any any weirdo? I mean, obviously, Lappy's already... He's there. Yeah, Lappy's already there. Uh, and Yo's already there, too. So, two of the... Th- uh, I mean, Michelle Terrian's already kind of... AV, I think, would look a little... I mean, maybe a little weird. He's got he's got a very dapper look right now. I don't think AV... Yeah, we don't want that to happen to AV. No, no. No, no he's looking fresh. Yeah. You know, Raffle, uh, Raffle's one guy. I think that it's a, a fine look on him. It might be a... Po- yeah, I think he might be the one that would actually be a positive if he... Uh, if he actually fully shaved his uh, shaved his head, so maybe uh yeah maybe it's paying off for him, or maybe he just realized nobody's gonna be cutting his hair for the next couple months and he wanted to uh, get out in front of it. So. I've considered it. I'm just gonna let it grow out, mainly because I'm losing my hair anyway and I need it. But I'm gonna <laughs> pretend like it's gonna be flowing. My it's hair grows very quick, so I I need to maintain it. I've been get, doing like little yeah. trims here and there, and it's it is tempting to just uh cut a bunch of it off at once but then again i i know if i went too far it would be a disaster yep yep you're gonna end up pulling off the uh, michael raffle god help me if i did end up having to do like a video call or something like (laughs) all of a sudden somebody's like steve we need you to do a video call tomorrow i'll be like oh shit (laughs) no you do not well about that can i wear a hat (laughs) No? All right, I quit. No reason given. No reason given. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, another quarantine effect uh, related to teammates. Not related to the Flyers, though. Uh, according to Kristen Shilton of TSN, uh, Zdeno Chara said he wouldn't want to be quarantined with Tuka Rask. Uh, and the reason they gave was, quote, the way he farts. The smell is just awful. He likes his chicken wings. I sit behind him on the bus, and I have to control myself sometimes. And <laughs> so, so Dan Achara, not a big fan of Tuka Rask off the ice. That is that, uh, that is some brutal honesty from Chara there, and I am no, he's for a smart it. man. He's laying it out. Yeah, I you don't want to be stuck in a house with a dude that's just going to eat wings and rip it, you know, I mean, every night. That'd be absolutely terrible. And the fact is, if Chara can smell it from all the way up there at the ceiling, then anybody yeah, can exactly. smell it. <laughs> It's smell from the hole in the roof that he stuck his head out of. That's pretty bad news right there. <laughs> I'm just imagining like Chara driving around like like in like a, a limo, like his head through like the sunroof or something. <laughs> the only way I can see. God, he uh, he is a freak. But I will say like kind of a uh, Flintstones esque situation here. Yeah, like the old Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The uh like, I wh- think Dino sticks his head up through the roof of the Right. The Flintstones car. <laughs> That's Char. <Yeah. laughs> That's Char when he's yeah when he's driving around in his limo. That's what he's doing all the time. <laughs> yeah, the Char limo that he drives everywhere. It's the only car long enough to fit him. 
You would think he would prefer a convertible, right? Because then he could always have the roof down, and then it doesn't matter that his head's going to stick like fifteen out, <laughs> fifteen feet above the like. He was living freely. He'd have to worry about like uh, overpasses, you know, bridges, yeah. yeah, overpasses, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't drive here if you're taller than seven foot five. You'd be like, fuck, we gotta figure our way around here. All right, uh, but who who do you think would be the worst? Who on the fires is Tuka Rask here? I'm picturing it Konechny. I feel like Konechny is a... I, I buy into the uh, Leonard Ke- Kenny theory that the loudest shit talker on the team usually rips the most ass. So, like, if you watch the show, Shores, he talks all the shit, and then apparently he's always taking dumps and has just it always smells the worst. I can picture Konechny being the guy that talks all the shit at practice, and then when you're waiting in line for drills, he's dropping SPDs and everybody's just getting pissed at him. Well, he's, like, he's also just guy. like, again, I, I would not want to room with Konechny because he just does not stop the trash talks. Absolutely talk. not. No, that would be a hell of a yeah. I, What if it's somebody it would... quiet, though? What if it's like Nolan Patrick? What if he's Mr. Silent but Deadly? Well, oh, God, yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, Patrick and Konechny, I thought, were uh, buds. Yeah, so they're, maybe they're, they, maybe they're maybe best, best uh, beef buds. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of like again. I feel like Madniskin. I feel like I feel like Madniskin has never done anything he's not supposed to. Like I don't know if he's like I feel like he's never farted in front of somebody. Like I feel like he'd be a great person to be quarantined with. Certainly like, not in front of a lady. Yeah, absolutely not in front of a lady. So oh yeah, and you know he's doing like he's doing the chores every day. He's definitely taking the trash out, doing the dishes. He's not leaving dishes in the sink overnight. Come on, what is he a savage? <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to quarantine, I'm just looking for guys that aren't, like, just no crop dusting. Just no, <laughs> if I was to be quarantined with a teammate, it would just be don't make everything smell like shit. So, I think Tuka Rask would not be on my list. <laughs> I would, I'm would. i counting off Konechny. And uh, I think uh, Lawton and Farabee seem like other culprits of, of just farting too much in close quarters. They seem like dudes that would do it. So, that's just... I guess a biased opinion, but it's my opinion, and uh, that's where it is. You need that inside info here. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we got to figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, the, Steve and Craig, you've finally gotten an active flyer on your show. What's the first question? Uh, who farts the most? Who really stinks out the most in the locker room? Who yeah, is the beef supreme? Done. Who's ripping ass before and after games too much? You can go. You can lay it out here. Uh, that is the news surrounding coronavirus. Uh, also, the league is still on pause uh, for the regular season. So uh, that's that's that. That's that. Uh, but the big, thankfully, uh, everybody knows we need content, and that includes the NHLPA. And this week, they dropped their NHL players poll, uh, and we're going to go over the results now. Okay. I enjoyed a lot of these answers, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of these because I'm I'm kind of upset about a couple of them. Greg is upset. I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm real pissed. I'm already, I've already slammed my shirt down. I'm flipping over tables. I'm doing that all right now. You guys can't hear it, but uh, looking at the players. With. <laughs> yeah, you know that. You know better. Uh, Mick David was named the league's best forward by the players. When will they? Learn? Uh, yeah, uh, voted sixty-eight point thirty-five percent. Very close to earning the distinction of winning the category and also getting a very nice percentage. Crosby is second, fourteen point ninety three. So that's a pretty big gap uh, in terms of uh, who the league values as the best player in the league. I'm kind of surprised it's that wide of a gap, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm a but, little surprised that uh, McKinnon and Kucherov don't really have a little more sway up here. 
Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of surprised they're already giving it to McDavid with that large of a chunk already. But he he's the man. He, I mean, he is he, amazing. Yeah, he is gonna. Yeah, if he's not the clear cut one now, the fa- or clear cut best player in the league, he will be there next year or the year after that. He's getting there real soon. So <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, and you're right. I thought McKinnon and Kucherov would have gotten more love, but I feel like McKinnon and Kucherov being three and four is pretty. I would put McKinnon as the third best player in the league. I think he's up there. And then and Kucherov is close if he's not fourth. So all these choices are uh, – they, they're good. Uh, defenseman, though, is a little little interesting. Uh, Victor Hedman was named the, the best defenseman by his peers. Hedman earned 37.88% of the votes. John Carlson, 21.35% for second. Roman Yossi, 9.04% uh, for third. And then fourth is a tie between Drew Doughty and Brent Burns. Huh. So uh, it's really just the Dowdy and Burns part because uh, they uh, both played like ass this year. They were both not really themselves. And uh, don't, I get pretty much those are just them getting name votes, like votes, just recognition for, uh, I guess, previous year's work. Right, reputation. Reputation votes. Yeah, dude, Drew Dowdy has been, he, he just did not have a good season. So, and Carlson is more, I think he's more of an offensive defenseman. Uh, but still, he was having a, a bonker season. So, uh, best goalie. Here you go, Steve. Uh, Price was voted the best goalie on this poll. Uh, 41.55% for Price. Hmm. Andre Vasilevsky, 17.09. Mark Andre Fleury, 8.93. Sergei Bobrovsky, 5.63%. So, some funny voting there. Uh, and yeah. I thought this year, I thought Helia Book would have gotten a little more love. Uh, I don't think Bravowski should have gotten any love this year, but that's neither here nor Price had a fine season. I mean, it wasn't amazing. Uh, it wasn't 41.55% uh, voting for best goalie in the league. Yeah, the it's, it, it's dominance here in the category. Like, 40% is a lot. And, again, seems like a lot of reputation, but I don't know. I, I would have expected a little more for Vass there. Yeah, I would expect more for him. I thought uh, Rask would have gotten some love. I thought Ben Bishop would have gotten a little bit of love. Maybe not Gibson? Yeah. I know Gibson's I mean, not having the best year, but that team is ass. Yeah, well, and I think that's what hurts it. But, is, like, Bobrovsky's been terrible. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. Bobrovsky was, I, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Wait, I, that's got to be a reputation one, too. Because he didn't get in the Panthers, too. It was a thing where they just love goals all around. So they were a high-octane offensive team, but they also just gave up a lot of high-danger chances. So he got hung out the dry a bit, but still, he he wasn't even kind of meeting that halfway. He was still kind of underperforming under that. I mean, so I, the, I the expectations are, are lofty on a guy like Bobrovsky when you sign a contract that big. Yeah, which, uh, which by the way, they're probably going to get out of that, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that going around, but I, I saw a rumor about how the league is uh, possibly talking about uh, reinstituting a, a compliance buyout for each team because mm-hmm. they don't know if the salary cap is going to go up and also this is this whole thing is kind of delaying negotiations this summer i saw i think i saw sports not throw that out there as a possibility so we'll see classic nhl but just they love their compliance buyouts. as soon as we fucking buy out andrew mcdonald the league's trying to figure out a way for us to get rid of big painful contracts boom, boom. <laughs> i at this point I like honestly, I don't even know what is. It's either just big contracts. It's Drew and Voracek. That's it. And then like if 
the only other one that would even be in, I guess, consideration would be Hayes, but they're not going to buy him out after next year. Maybe JVR. JVR could be one. But then yeah, again, also JVR is the number one suspect every time they talk about Seattle expansion. Yeah, that's the other problem too. So, uh, I guess we'll, yeah, it sounds like one but, way or another. Like, there, there's no that. obvious, there's no McDonald, there's no, uh, no. Brizgalov, there's no Briere, there's no really obvious player this time. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's nobody we're looking at for the Seattle expansion going, going, they need to take this guy. Like, we need them to take, there's nobody. So, it, it's nice. We'll see what, uh, we'll see if they actually do even implement it, but. And I doubt it'll be that, another, oh, they, they took Belmar? Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Flyers are definitely going to get Bell in the summer round. They're going to lose somebody. Of value, so uh, so the best trash talker and the worst trash talker uh, both had the same first two results. Marshan was voted both the big, the game's best trash talker and the game's worst trash talker, and Dowdy was second in each. No respect for TK. Uh, no, yeah, no TK. So yeah, let's go through some of these names here. So Marshan Dowdy, Ryan Reeves was voted the third best trash talker at eleven point zero five percent. Well, he can back it up. Friend, so that's, you know, yeah, he can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then our best friend, Patrick Maroon, 3.78. I don't know Patrick what he could Maroon. Anyway what's he, what's he saying? Yeah. I am big and make millions of dollars to be big. Yeah. Hey, I used to play roller hockey a lot. That's probably I guess what he 8 says. million, right? Like, he's got a pretty cheap contract this year. Yeah, he's got a real cheap contract. Yeah, so. Uh, and then uh, worst trash talkers, Subban, 6.85%. I can see that. PK Subban. I don't know. He seems too cheery off the ice. He seems too cheery. He's too busy talking about how Wayne Simmons is going to screw you up. And Wayne Simmons is on the team that he's, he said that comment when he was on the opposing team of Wayne Simmons. So when he's warning his fellow teammates about, (laughs) about messing with a guy on the other team, that's not exactly the best trash talk. Yeah. No, no, I guess there's worse than being, um, and then, uh, Nick cousins, uh, 5.61% for fourth. I, I mean, for I being know, one of the least it. notable players in the NHL, he must be really shitty at it. I was going to say, I wonder what he, yeah, I wonder what he talks about. Cause I remember that being a thing with, uh, when he first started in Philly, people would take some runs at him and he was able to draw some penalties. So I guess he was out there just saying a uh, pretty fucked up shit. I mean, maybe that is, I mean, you know, not to. It's just like lick my balls. <laughs> I have to get back on the Nick Cousins train, but uh, you know, doesn't maybe not the best guy out there. But uh, let's. I skipped over one of them. Oh, okay, here we go. You know if why they call me win... cousins? Because that's who I slept with. Your cousin, <laughs> trash talk. <God. laughs> yeah, he just says one terrible thing and then goes trash talk. Trash like, talk. That's his <laughs> qualifier. Cousins out. Ugly. Trash talk. <laughs> Yeah, he see crest out to everybody. Cousin down. Cousin right, down. Go back to the bed. Trash talk. <laughs> Nigga, trash talk here. Oh, shit. Okay, if you need to win one game, who is the player, any position you would want on your team? Crosby, 44.03%. Uh, first, uh, McDavid is second with 30.53%. Nathan McKinnon, 4.11%. And then Bergeron is fourth instead of Kucherov with 3.33%. I feel like, and then also Crosby was uh, voted the game's most complete player, uh, 45.46% of the votes. Bergeron was second with 25.44. Alexander Barkov, who never gets recognized for anything, had 7.5%. And then Ryan O'Reilly, 5.33%. I mean, these are all the usual suspects there. I was going to say, which makes the question, what the fuck? Why is Katoria again? Our sweet. I know he's always going to be behind the pecking order. 
behind Barkov and O'Reilly. I guess that's what this comes down to. Our sweet dear Coots has never gotten the recognition he truly deserves. He just he will no. never get it. No respect for Katoria. The, the the and I was looking. It's going back, and I was looking. Barkov's put up a decent amount more points over the last couple seasons, but also in terms of just driving play and actual like defensive impacts he's had. Katoria has been a better like two-way complete player. So uh, one of these days, one of these days, somebody outside of Philadelphia will go, you know what? That's Sean Couturier. He's not bad at hockey all around. Like they'll, they'll see him and he'll get the recognition he deserves. But right now, I guess we're still waiting for that shit to happen. So uh, what's the next one? What's uh, uh, of all the players past or present, who would you pay to see? No real surprises here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised by or being second here. Oh, yeah? I think he's a Do legend, don't get be... me wrong, but I, I don't know. I, I would expect like Lemieux and his prime to be second here. I, mean, I, I don't know, maybe see... somebody a little more exciting offensively. Like, don't get me wrong, Bobby Orr, absolute legend, and, yeah. you know, exciting defensively for a defenseman, 100%. But, I mean, Gretzky, Lemieux seem like the, the no-brainer one and two to me. I think Orr, I think the thing with Orr was he was the first guy to kind of do everything uh, on the blue line. Like, he was the first guy to kind of initiate offense and play a complete all-around game uh, from the blue line. So I guess picturing that live and people not having a response to it, he probably, I mean, he probably played the game completely different than anybody else at the time. Yeah, you know, so I think... lost to the Flyers better than anybody in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> we don't need to talk about any of the other years surrounding that. So None. That's 74 cut, yeah. <laughs> But that would be my. I think that's why he. It's like I literally it. the one of the few players I can trash talk for losing a cup to the Flyers. <laughs> Tim, and then uh, just uh, yeah, nice decade before I was born. Gilbert Perot and the Sabers. That's the, those two guys are the big guy. Him, uh, Phil Esposito, all those guys. So, uh, but the. Where am I looking at? Yeah, I think this answer, though. Okay, so it was Orr was second, 14.99. Lemieux was third, 9.24. And then McDavid at 7.8. I feel like this survey alone shows that McDavid is going to be better for the game as the face of the league than Crosby is slash ever was. Just because Crosby was clearly the best player in the league at a point in time. But he really doesn't play an exciting style of game for people that don't watch hockey. He's Mayo. He's He's a grinder that has amazing hands. Right. And he's got amazing hand-eye coordination. Well, and personality-wise, he he's just... It's like just, all redirections, yeah. He's yeah, pure and, mayo, personality-wise. Like, he is just, like, the hockey player as far as, like, well, you know, got to win you know, 110%. Like, Ovechkin's always been, like, the... Because it, it's always been the, the Crosby-Ovechkin rivalry, essentially. And Ovechkin's yeah. always been the more fun player out of the two of them because he'll trash talk a little bit. He'll get physical. He's got that, like, mischievous grin. He was a friggin' riot with the cup. Can you remember one thing Sidney Crosby did with the cup? Because I remember almost everything Alex Ovechkin did with the cup. Yeah, no. I... No. Not at all. And McDavid yeah, might not have that, but he has one of the, the he has some of the best hands I've ever seen. McDavid's style of play is I just... think McDavid's pretty funny. Like he has a personality. It's just yeah. we may not see a lot because the Oilers haven't been much, and also he's a hockey player that lives in Edmonton. But, but I think we'll eventually get it. No, Crosby's got nothing. And McDavid, I think, just on ice is a ton more exciting. He's a more exciting player, and he is a player that if 
you were trying to show a friend hockey and you told him to sit down and watch a game, McDavid would be easier would be an easier sell for the game of hockey than this is literally like every time I talk to my friends that aren't huge hockey fans about like if they ask me like who should I be watching out for, like that kind of stuff, I'm just like Connor McDavid every time. Yeah. <laughs> Crosby, it's like, look at this back check here. All right, watch him redirect this puck with one hand. And they're like, all right, that's great. You see the way that he McDavid. lifted the guy's stick and uh, prevented him from getting a good position on the puck to deflect it in? Yeah. And oh, then McDavid is like, he's just flying around people. That's it. McDavid no, like goes over anything. under like 10 sticks in like the entire team. <laughs> does a 360 and... <laughs> It just roof daddies it, you know, like he's friggin' roof unbelievable. Daddy, the balls off Every time Connor McDavid scores a highlight real goal, it stops the internet in its tracks. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. And he, and he gets a bunch each year. So I think, uh, it is pretty, I think it's pretty wild too, that it, of all the players, like he was the only one, only active player that they actually pulled. Like players go up against them. Had they've gone gone up against McDavid recently, and they were like, "Yeah, I would pay to go watch him." And they've like been on the ice with them. These other guys are all legends of the game, and then they have McDavid there. So, uh, but going back to the personalities thing, uh, they were asked, "Would you like to see players' personalities expressed on their equipment, and if so, how?" Forty point fifty seven percent said on their skates. Four point seven two percent said on their sticks, and then three point two one percent said on their helmets. Uh, and it looks like. Even fifty percent, over fifty percent of the people said they didn't really want to. Of the players they said did. they didn't really want to express their yeah because they're hockey players. It is interesting Sorry. to me though that the skates would be the number one place. Like, uh, I wonder if they're the guys who did answer skates are a little bit resentful of like the NBA and the sneaker situation where they really get well, to show their personality through that. And uh, NFL in the cleats. Hell, yeah, you can even NFL. say you can even say MLB in the cleats because like Bryce Harper had uh, had his fanatic cleats last year. Yeah, no, they all, yeah, they all have, and the footwear, I think that is a big difference between the NHL and the other three sports. You're right, like, I think uh, that is one way they're able to kind of showcase their personality, or, like, have fans, stick out the fans in one way or another. Um, But speaking of the NBA, because that was the one you went with, um, where is it? Would you be in favor of relaxing game day dress codes like the NBA? Uh, and 73% said yes. Of course. And I feel like that's a very easy thing, again, to kind of, I guess, separate the players from one another. And you actually know who you're looking at. And you can actually, you know, associate one player's personality with another. I feel like giving shots of players when they're walking in, they actually have, like, a little, you know, more personalized crazy outfits on. And then we get more notoriety. I feel like that's one way to do it. So if you give them crazy skates and you give them a little more uh, leeway on how to dress coming into the stadium so cameras could grab it. I think that would be, I feel like that would be a huge step towards making the league a little popular. The only guy who goes big with it is PK. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of why nobody believes his trash talking, but yeah, PK is probably the best one at it. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, 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 he steps into it. He, well, I can't imagine these guys are the best dressers anyway, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course they don't, but all the coaches don't want that because they like the, the old school approach. Everybody wears a suit. Everybody's respectful kind of thing on the way in. Like that's the NHL coaching system is still very, very old school. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I don't even know if they're, they're close to doing anything like that yet, but um, what are some of the other questions here? Uh, best female who's, hockey player? Yeah, who is the best female hockey player in the world? Uh, 39.92% said Marie-Philippe uh, Poulin, a Canadian, and then uh, 
Hillary Knight, 36.29%. Okay, Kendall yeah, 3% difference. There's actually actually yeah. a close category. It is, yeah, it is pretty close. Yeah, all these are have been fucking landslides. Uh, Kendall Coin Sheffield, we all know, 15.52%. And then Emily Matheson had 1.41%. So it's pretty much just the, the main three. But uh, Canadian did finish first. And then uh, three American uh, female hockey players, uh, second, third, and fourth. So, so and I feel like it's a team game, be... Craig. And uh, it looks like the best team won here. <laughs> oh, baby. Suck we... it, Canada. Are gonna get some hate mail for that now. It's gonna take a while <laughs> to get here get all out. the way from Canada. <laughs> What's a moose gonna deliver it? Am I right? <laughs> oh my god! All right, this is this is not the views of my privilege. This is solely Steve. Oh, uh, what's this all about? <laughs> all right, let's move on before all maple Canada syrup joke. In. <laughs> what the heck, man? Generic maple syrup joke. Milk in a bag uh, joke. <laughs> Uh, Keith Yandel, voted, uh, funniest player in the league, with uh, 17.98% of the votes. Uh, Drew Doughty is second, 6.94%. Marshan third, 5.68%. And then Phil the Thrill, Kessel, 4.73%. Got great hot dog jokes. Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah. I bet he's got amazing hot dog jokes. And probably nothing else going on. I, I, he, that's something they've always said about him, is it looks like he's not in shape and he's funny. So he's pretty much... It's pretty much my role model right there. Phil Kessel. Uh, best bromance in the league. None of the Flyers were mentioned. I think a couple of Flyers pairs could be up there. Uh, Perron, uh, David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly, though, uh, at 6.42%. One. Joe Thornton and Brent Burns, who uh, infamously uh, ran shirtless through Pittsburgh, I think, last year or two years ago. Beard Burns. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Uh, 5.05%. Uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, 4.59%. Matthew Kachuk and Drew Doughty. That's I like that one. Uh three point six seven percent. And then uh Ben and Sagan and also Marshan and Bergeron at three point six seven percent. Licking I get I mean, you know, Nolan Patrick and Dale Weiss. I don't know where that combo is. That would definitely be out there. Those guys are best buds. Nolan and, Patrick uh, and TK. Nolan Patrick and TK is another good one. And uh that's mainly Wait, wait, wait. We're missing the it, best one. We're missing the best one. Kevin Hayes and Gritty. Yeah, and they should have won. They should have won. They Kevin Hayes and Gritty should have won. They are best bros now. They're adorable together. Who Crying would you team. rather hang out with for an hour? Gritty or David Prawn? Gritty, obviously. Come on. Thank you. Okay, so case closed. Enough said. There you go. Open shut. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Subban. PK Subban was voted the best follow on social media. 13.59% of the votes. Ovechkin was second, 6.31. Going back to what you were talking about earlier. And then uh, Marshan, 4.37%. And Ty Dome, or uh, Max Domi, 4.37%. Ty Domi, best follow. He, uh, Flyers fans say, uh, are always leaping through into those DMs to attack him. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, you know, leaping through those. Soon, well, never mind. There's going to be a whole joke with uh, Max Domi and his tweets in there. But, yeah, I can't believe he's third. That's an interesting choice. But imagine... I, well, I'm sure Ty Domi has a Twitter, but it's probably like every other boring athlete that played in like the 80s, and they have like 10 tweets, and it's not exciting. We'll figure it out. We'll find uh If he doesn't, I'm going to add Ty Domi to get a Twitter account going. So, a uh, player who isn't on social, well, here you go, player who isn't on social media and should be, Crosby, 25.68%. Oh, my God. What is Mayo going to say on social media? Good yeah, game. I feel like it would just be him congrat or like saying happy you know, happy Halloween and then Merry Christmas and or happy holidays. And then stay like, safe. Go, just every holiday. Yeah. It's just like every holiday is like, Hey, have fun out there, but be safe. That would be it. 
and then he has like 15 tweets a year. <laughs> I enjoy the presence of Evgeny Malkin and his hideous face. <laughs> That's what, yeah. I appreciate working for the Penguins. That's the end of the tweet. No hashtags, no pictures. Like, that's it. Mario Lemieux is a good boss. Pittsburgh's His basement is time. immaculate. <laughs> uh, Thornton, uh, what if, okay, so what if all of his tweets were boring, but then when you looked at his likes, they were all just like mayo porn or like something really <laughs> weird? Like, something, yeah. That would be, that's what we need with a Crosby. Uh, <laughs> twitter account it's just like oh, one no. weird yeah or like he's just taking pictures of terrible stuff and then or he's like a terrible photographer yeah anyway thorn joe thorn was second 7.1 percent tyler ennis for some reason third 5.46 percent and then jay bill meester was four uh fourth at 3.83 percent best nicknames thomas tuna tatar finished first 8.08 that is a pretty good one. i like tuna it's always a good one big tuna <laughs> uh, David Pasta Pasternak, seven point three one second. Uh, I like Breadman Panarin. I like Breadman. Yeah. Breadman. And then the fourth one is good, but I don't know how popular it is. I think he got. I think he was in the running last year, but they never explained what the nickname was. So now this makes more sense. Uh, Christian Stinky Fisher. So two point six nine. That's a good. That's a good one. I enjoy that one. I want him to get traded to a real team, so then people can be like, "That is a good nickname," because nobody's going to recognize that in Arizona. But uh, uh, Joe Pavelski voted the best wait, wait, ball wait, for wait, among wait, players. Wait, 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 go back. Wait, go back. I we need go to make back. a petition for next year. We need to get <laughs> the best nickname in the NHL number one, even though it's not a nickname amongst players. We need to we need to get this where it belongs. Robert the Hitman Hag. Yeah. I mean, he may not be on the Flyers next year, but uh, we can do that. It we doesn't matter. That. It's the it's the nickname. We have to popularize it enough to be number one next year. <laughs> it's too good to not be number one. I do, Yeah, it is true. It, is, it does deserve some love. I don't know if it's going to break Thomas uh, Tuna Tatar, though. If it's in the or top pasta. three, I'm, I'm happy. Pasta's good, too. I like pasta. We got to trump Tuna, Pasta, and Breadman. Do you think Robert the Hitman Hag is going to break that? Yes. Actually, you know what the best one is? NAKGB. NAKGB, I think, is better. I think that would be, it would be, and I, and also, uh, since Christian Fisher is on this list, you don't really need to be a star to get up there. So, NAK does have a chance. We got to knock out Stinky. Yeah, we got to knock out, sorry, man. That is a great nickname. It's funny, but also, I don't really care about you. So, we're going to work on I, getting I uh, Christian Fisher out. Yeah. So. I don't yeah, even think about uh, you at all. Well, not to, uh, well, actually, you, he is a hockey player. So there you go, Steve. Oh, Updated. Wow. Uh, Joe Pavelski voted the best golfer among players, <sighs> which it is kind of funny that a former Shark has been given the title of best golfer in the league. I feel like Hey-o! that is pretty cool. At the same time, no flyers on here, but uh, Pavelski, 15.84% of the votes. Tyler Bozak, former Maple Leaf, by the way, uh, very funny, 5.57%. Uh, Justin Schultz, 4.11%. Clutterbuck, 3.81%. Mark Stone, 3.81%. Greg McKegg, 3.81%. Greg McKegg. Greg McKegg. Greg, he should, Greg McKegg is the only person I wish could have become an NFL kicker because then you know what his nickname would be. Greg the Leg McKegg. Greg McKegg, the professional NFL kicker. What a nickname. <laughs> You're good. You're good at this. I, you know, I'm the best. <laughs> best in the business. Um, uh, okay best jersey too so these next two categories i'm I'm steamed over kegs and broke a lot of stuff broke a bunch of windows yelled at a lot of people 
uh, you know. So, but this one, uh, the Blackhawks were voted for the best jersey. That's fine. Twenty-eight point twenty-five percent of the votes. That is, I'm perfectly fine with that. Golden Knights are second. Boo! Okay. Fuck off. Six six point eighty-three. That's a serious votes. fuck off right there. That's, that's not that good. <laughs> Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs are also tied for second. Six point eight-three percent of the They're votes. Fine. Rangers are fourth. Six point thirty-eight. No, wrong. Blatantly I... wrong. Oh, you wrote your name diagonally. Whoopity do. Got him. Thank you. I've been screaming. Yes, thank you. Who that cares? Was the first thing I thought of. That was the second thing I thought of. And then third, where are my Flyboys at? You know, like they got some pretty sick jerseys. They They're have great jerseys. Nice. And again, yeah, the nameplates so just... are iconic. And if you want to hear more about the Flyers jerseys, may I recommend listening oh, to baby. this week's Fly Purpley under quarantine, where Craig and I rated all, ranked actually, all of the Flyers jerseys that they've ever worn. Quite an episode of hockey talk podcast stuff. I've run out of words. Tune in next week when we rate all the Flyers jerseys. <laughs> on a uh, the the Guy Fieri scale. Yeah, on the yeah, on the, the, the donkey scale, sauce to Flavor Town scale. Uh, if I'm being honest here, I think the Flyers should have been at least second. That's just my. Opinion. I think they're better than the other three. And again, I, I, if you want to hear more thoughts on the the Flyers jerseys and all the jerseys league wide, <laughs> fly preferably under quarantine. But uh, I mean, you know, they don't do they haven't done much right since 1975. But they do look good not getting a lot of things right. So I, I like the jerseys. I thought they should have been higher up. I think style points are just as important as the cup. Agreed. Now here's the thing: Gritty won league's best mascot. With a vote of sixty nine point seventy two percent, he won. He nice. came in first nice. at sixty nine percent. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I'm devastated for a couple reasons. I'll explain. We were point oh three away from perfection here. Like I don't. We're never going to come this close again. I'm thinking Gritty's. I don't want to say he's going to get less popular. I just think some people might turn on Gritty over the next year. So I don't know if we're going to get back up to 69%. And this was our time. This was our year to get 69.69. And we missed it. So I don't even want to talk about these player polls next year. If there is a league even. So I'm out. Secondly, let me run down who came in second, third, fourth, fifth. He's got a lot of problems with you people. I got a lot of problems. Serenity now. So, Nash, the Predators mascot, came in second. Who cares? 2.8. Haller came in second. The Coyotes mascot, 2.8. Who cares? Bailey, who used to be number one at one time, and people loved him, he's in fourth. He's so, he can, go, he can get fucking lost. Uh, the Kings mascot, 2.54%. Then Yuppie is coming in fifth, 2.29%. Wait, you, did, you didn't say the name right. <laughs> Yuppie! There you go. Okay, There's there an exclamation yeah, point officially in the name. You have to pronounce it with as much enthusiasm as possible. Yuppie! So, Yuppie, 2.29%. Uh, and then, of course, faithful listeners of the show know exactly where I'm going with this. Where is Harvey the Hound? Harvey the motherfucker. Where? Hound. Like, what? Fucking Nash? What has Nash done ever? He's a saber tooth tiger, big fucking whoop. Harvey the Hound has yeah. a tie. Thank you. And like Bailey, at this point, Bailey's just, he's a line that can walk. And if, as far as mascots go, not impressive. I saw a whole movie. Okay, he has been shit. I don't care. Years. Yeah, nobody cares. Harvey the Hound has also, a tongue that could be pulled out of his face by angry coaches. Can and has been, Steve. And here we, we're, we're left here. Harvey the Hound's not in the top five. 
Sean Couture is not in the top five. Flyers jersey is in the top five. Fucking done with this league, Steve. I'm over it. All right. Who's the last fly purpley? Craig retires due to outrage over the hardware hound. My computer. Break my computer. Craig has thrown his computer out of the window and then Oh, he has jumped out of the window and he's running into the hills and I I don't know where he's gone, folks. Craig Craig Forsyth, RIPD. Yeah, Craig's left the building. But I'll tell you who will be entering the Flyers building come next season, perhaps. It may be Wade Allison. Oh, wow. All right. So I think I'm getting all right at the second. You were so we you, you planned that, that one out. That was a pretty good one. I did not plan that one. You talked about me leaving my place <laughs> and never doing the podcast again. Unplanned. We nailed it. We rehearsed it's great. this for Don't... hours beforehand. <laughs> then we make it look organic. That's the secret. <laughs> Allison. Oh, I'm sure he loves that song. Signed yeah. is ELC on Friday. So there you go. Steve told you that part. And then Wade Allison, if you don't know who Wade Allison is, he is a... You haven't listened student. to this podcast over the past five <laughs> yeah, years. You, you haven't been listening. So if you are new because you're bored and you have nothing else to do, so you li- listen to us uh, be a bunch of idiots. Wade Allison, six foot two, two a five pound right winger. Uh, the Flyers took 52nd overall in the second round of the 2016 draft. Had a very good freshman year, 12 goals, 29 points, 36 games, and sophomore season at Western Michigan University uh, with 15 goals and 30 points in 22 games before he suffered a season-ending ACL tear, I think in January of 2018, late January, early February back then. So he missed the rest of his sophomore season with that injury, didn't start his junior season until a little bit later, and could only do, I believe he could only do the first games of back-to-backs. He couldn't play in back-to-backs, so his games played last season took a dip in terms of uh, total games played as well. And then this season um, didn't put up as many points, I guess, as expected, but still looked fine. But haven't seen, haven't quite seen his play from before the ACL tear, even though he is still producing in a pretty damn... So he plays at uh, Western Michigan University, which is a very... uh, They play in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, the NCHC, which is a... It's a pretty hard conference to produce in. Again, as a sophomore, he had... He he was on pace. He had 15 goals in 22 games, and he's a pretty good power forward. He knows how to get to the net, get scoring chances that way, and he is also a bit of a shit stalker as well. I remember when, well, when you watch his highlights, the celebrations are he's he's trying to push on people's buttons, and also at Ron Hextall's parting press conference where he called and people went to his house or like he held it. I do you remember when he did that thing last season and it was like his I feel like hotel. His own, yeah, the hotel, and then it was uh, he called the press conference after he had gotten fired. It was, it was like thing. the hotel had... across the street from the skate zone. Yeah, so when that happened, I he talked about uh, two young players that he expected to kind of be like a nuisance for opponents uh, for years to come, and connecting obviously was one of them. And then he also mentioned Wade Allison. So that's looking at a guy that can get underneath people's skins and kind of crash in it and score a ton of goals that way. So not really a ton of players like that in the Flyers system right now. Uh, and he did show a lot of promise at the early start of his collegiate career. And honestly, it's not like, I don't know, his last two seasons haven't been the end of the world. It's just the, it's the injury and the missing time because of the, the ACL tear that are a little bit concerning. But a lot of people worried he wasn't going to sign at all. Bill Meltzer hinted at it last week that he, he thought Allison was going to sign soon. And of course, Bill was on 
on something. He didn't end up signing. Uh, and this uh, this leaves Fletcher with just uh, Linus Hogberg and David Bernhardt to sign before June uh, in terms of uh, undrafted or drafted uh, free agents the Flyers could have this summer. So they the Flyers lose both those players' rights in June if they don't sign them, uh, and it sounds like Fletcher may not sign either of them. Hogberg sounded like there's a chance and probably deserves a shot based on how well he's played over in Europe, but uh, it, I think Fletcher mentioned something about the 50 contract limit, and maybe that'll be something that held up the, the conversation with Hogberg. So it sounds like he may not be coming over, and I really don't think, I don't think Bernhard, I don't think David Bernhard's going to sign a deal with the Flyers either. But we will see. And that was the only actual news with the Flyers this week was Wade out and, and that is a big signing. Oh, that's I news. Mean, he is, yeah, he's probably, I mean, he's one of the better. I guess pure goal scorers is the way I would, I would call it in the in the Flyers pipeline still coming up here. And I want to see what he does at the pro level because he was killing. It. I mean, I I like collegiate hockey because I think it is the closest to the pro game in terms of the uh, systematic approach and the physicality and like how how tight it is. And you're not going to be able to just kind of dance around people offensively as much as I think you can in the CHL, CHL or um, some other leagues that kind of lead into pro leagues so i, I want to see how he does leagues. in the yeah pretty much thank you yeah the, the nitty-gritty uh you know nine to five leagues they're putting on their work, work boots in uh in the ncaa that's what's going on so that's why i want to see what he does at uh, lehigh valley next year so yeah that's that uh and then, uh, i don't know what that know? voice was that cracked my shit up <laughs> so yeah that's that yeah that's that it's uh it's a major uh thing that happened and then uh we can talk about some real fake games that happened i'm talk excited this, uh... i'm excited for some some weight alice in action some professional level weight alice in i action. do too we've been on yeah, you've yeah, been, been talking about him alice. forever i'm excited to see him at this level yeah or even I, AHL I... level you know just it's somewhere at the pro level <laughs> i think i jumped on the weight alice and training back in 2016 like the his first year at at uh, wmu uh and t yeah, I'm I'm real upset about that injury because he looked like he was going to be a force, and I thought he may have even signed and come out before his senior year in college. But took all four years, and we will see how it goes. Uh, now let's talk about these fake flyers real quick, Steve. Um, so they pick I, it up at all? Did fake Big Al in the ask, fake Asker do anything? Yeah, make any adjustments? What? I don't know. They took the week off inside my Xbox. They pieced it together. Uh, put it's. Drew up some plays in transition, and uh, they they got their shit done. They got the, they got it figured out. So they ended this week two five and one, in the seven games I had simulated so far. Really just getting handled every single night. They entered this week though on a two game winning streak, so they started off zero five and one, not pretty. But they had four games this week, and they went three zero and one. Steve. So now they are five five and one, or five five and two actually. Had a five game winning streak. Currently on a six game point streak. Yeah, things are looking up. They might make the playoffs still, but let me go through these wins real quick. My God, very... the Flyers just went from a lock to might make the playoffs. Just what a disgrace yeah, these fake Flyers well, have been. It's mainly because uh, Hart played like shit last week, but he did correct that this week. Uh, four to one win over the Devils. Shot count was even eighteen uh, on each side. Derek Grant, Derek Grant had a fucking huge week, by the way. Uh, Grant two goals. Tyler Paley two assists. Connecting a pro rough. Uh, each had a goal in the win as well. Hart actually did something. Stop 17 to 18. 944 is save percentage. Yeah, that's how you do it. Three to one in win over Pittsburgh. They led in shots 21 to 11, Steve. And also, wow. 
I know you're going to talk about the uh, the shot totals here, but there's something else later in the show that will show you why my the approach I've had maybe isn't the worst one to have going on when it comes to shot totals and everything. Uh, Hayes and Lawton, one goal, one assist each. Nate Thompson also scored in the win. Uh, Hart stopped 10 of 11, 909 save percentage. So back-to-back games, Hart only one goal against. And uh, and he made it three straight games because the Flyers beat the Rangers 4-1. to one. Uh, they outshot. The, they were outshot 18-16. Niskanen, three apples on the night, baby. Game high, 24-19 on this time. I mean, he was out there. I was watching this guy. I put together a highlight clip. I'll send it to everybody. He was he was killing it. Derek Grant. Yeah, yeah. It's bald head and all. So, uh, Derek Grant, one goal and one assist. Katori, Voracek, and Pitlick each had a goal as well. Hart again, eight, 17 of 18. So, three goals against in three games. Getting his and shit last together. Not leave. Four goals against in four games. The Flyers lost the last game, but it was a two to one shootout loss to the Predators. They were outshot 37 to 33. Hard stop 36 of 37 for a 973 save percentage in a loss. So 2018 19 hard coming out there. Grant again, one goal. Grant scored in every single goal or every game. He did score in every goal, too, by the way, that he scored. So, uh, but five goals in the week, I think. Uh, Renee, 32 of 33. 970 save percentage. And of course, if you remember back to last week's fake games when the Flyers played the Predators, uh, he won a 2-1 to one game for the Predators over the Flyers as well, even though the Predators were outshot 24-16. So fake Pekka Renee being a real asshole out there to the fake Flyers. Virtual and, uh, Renee has the Flyers number. I'll be honest with you. I don't appreciate it. Uh, no, sir. That's on record. I don't yeah, like it. That's it. So the Flyers have one fake game left. We'll see how that goes. And then... Uh, We'll go from there. We'll go from there. You know. Uh, I'm really gonna miss this game. fake season. <laughs> are you? That, that's are they gonna? Are they gonna miss? Are they gonna miss the playoffs in your in your fake season? I don't know how the playoffs are gonna go down in my fake season. I don't know if I want to go uh, breaking Madden with it and make an obnoxious postseason and then play through it like John Boyce. Uh, but we'll we'll figure it out. I think you have to make an obnoxious postseason, play through it on like All Star or something. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll do the Jim Jackson play by play on it. By the way, did you see they uh, a friend or Doc Emmerich? I could do Doc Emmerich either. You know, whatever works. <laughs> they call him Craig Forsyth, a man up in well the suburbs of Pennsylvania, of Philadelphia, which we will not say <laughs> for security purposes because we don't want weirdos showing up at his house. The drive. I got nothing else going on. Let these these weirdos come here, and I'll fight all of them. It'll the drive is at least a half hour from the city. At least, if not more. So I would wager more on the, the longer side. So please don't please don't drive out here. But Steve, Steven, Steve? That's, I'm Steve. Okay, yeah. You want to talk about why the Leafs suck this week? I always love to, the, uh... to talk about why the Leafs suck. Mostly because, you know, the Leafs have Kyle Dubas, who is a genius, as we know. I don't know. Man, did you you know that guy, John Tavares? You remember that whole thing? We're in his Leafs PJs. <laughs> He wore he wore the PJs to the the signing. I'll never was, stop. I will never yeah, stop yeah. mocking genius status on a man who is a genius for signing the best free agent. David Clarkson. That's what David, he, Clarkson. Know, David Clarkson. That season. Yeah, Forty right. year contract. So uh, yeah, uh, Austin Matthews and the boys lost to a Zamboni driver uh, earlier last month or last month now. Yeah, uh, and uh, since there's nothing going on. A lot of the team accounts have just been going through and simming actual games that were supposed to be played. And they play, I believe they play 60-minute games based on these numbers. Uh, and uh, I think the Hurricanes are supposed to play the Leafs last Thursday. 
So while we were recording, they were doing the simulation. And since they were playing the Leafs, they created a uh, fake David Ayers and put him in net. Dave Ayers, the uh, emergency backup goalie that played. He was a Zamboni driver for the Marlies that the Leafs sometimes practice against. And then they had Reamer and um, Mrazic get hurt in Toronto. He had to come in. Ended up making, I think he stopped seven to nine over like the last period and a half and won the game for the Maple or won the game for the Hurricanes against the Maple Leafs. Does it again. <laughs> Carolina won seven to five and he made 73 saves in the win. My God. So, but also apparently the Hurricanes outplayed the Leafs because Frederick Anderson lost and he had 117 saves in the loss. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out uh, and remind, you know, the Leafs that again, it was going to happen one way or another. The the EA God said that they should have lost to the Zamboni driver no matter what. So, uh, yeah, that's how good the Leafs were this year. They lost to a guy that you know made his NHL debut in his early forties. I just that's... I love that the virtual Leafs can't even catch a break against David Ayers. Like <laughs> that is amazing. I I love that so much. Yeah, and also I wanted. I know there's a chance that the the Leafs losing to a Zamboni driver thing might get lost because of happening about a month before all this i'm gonna keep it alive don't worry about it i'm gonna mention it as much as i possibly can in public and also probably on this podcast going forward every once in a while i'm not gonna let that die i'm not gonna let the leafs be like oh that was so last year it's 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 gonna stick with them for a while i just want to get that on record so i i'm with you there i think we need to keep it alive and and never ever let it die (laughs) like i want Uh, on my (laughs) i want on my tombstone i want the Leafs lost to a Zamboni driver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful. Just out of all seasons, too. You know, they're supposed to be pushing towards a cup, maybe winning it all this year, and then they have the shaky start, fire Babcock, and then every. I felt like every other day it was like, are the Leafs turning around? Like Leafs, that's what I would hear. Are they going to do uh, this thing? Are they going to win the cup because Babcock's gone? I think so. Is Dave Haxtell uh, going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup? <laughs> And then, bam, uh, Zamboni driver just takes him out. Way to go. Uh, okay, so Steve, did you want to talk about the other thing? I, I, the, I uh, would the love to talk about this. Okay, so, sorry. Right. You, my, uh, yeah, you go ahead. So, uh, as you know, the uh, the world is currently, you know, just consumed with COVID-19, coronavirus news. And uh, I try to avoid a lot of it. Like, I, I, I want to keep as informed as I can because you know, you, you should stay informed, but if you start to read too much of it, you get a lot of anxiety from it and it's, it's too much. But while going through some casual links the other day, I happened to see the CNN headline that is post-Soviet strongmen prescribe vodka, hockey, and folk medicine against coronavirus. And that of course gave me pause because number one, uh, booze and hockey are two of my, my favorite interests. And <laughs> Number two, I mean, just that's such a bizarre, bizarre headline. Uh, so in the story, it says, take, for instance, Belarus, a small country sandwiched between Russia and European European Union member Poland. President Alexander Lukashenko has shrugged off concerns about COVID-19, telling his people that hockey, vodka, and banya, a traditional sauna, are the best cures. Not Kenny Banya from Seinfeld, mind you, but a <laughs> traditional sauna. So hockey, vodka, and a sauna, that's going to take care of all your coronavirus right there, folks. Right there. Whew. Uh, a traditional Banya, by the way, or a uh, 
Banya from Seinfeld, it would be a class uh, Ovaltine, wouldn't it? Would that be the am I thinking the right guy? Uh, he's the guy who argued with Kenny over, or not Kenny, with Cherry over uh, if soup was a meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Soup's not yeah. a meal, Jerry. <laughs> oh my God! So, and uh, he he went on to say, "It's better to die standing than to live on your knees." Yeah. This is a fridge. Yeah, this is healthy. There is nothing better than sport, especially ice, which is the real antiviral medicine. So, uh, clearly, a sane man who is uh, talking about real things and all of that. It, it's just like some people don't have time for science. Okay, so why don't you just calm down with that? Let this guy live his life. You know, it's COVID nineteen. We all gonna cope with it. Some of us just, you know, you know what I mean. When you get out of sauna, you shouldn't just wash your hands. Down a shot of vodka. I don't drink myself, and I don't advocate for it, but I'll be okay with. It's tolerable, at least, until Victory Day on May 9th. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I would not recommend uh, playing ho- any hockey that's not virtual right now, and I would not recommend trying to get rid of your coronavirus uh, via vodka and a sauna. I-, I would probably stay away from all three of those things. Well, maybe not the vodka. You can... Stay inside and, and enjoy yeah, of, as much of that as you yeah, want. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, not too much. <laughs> Within reasonable expectations and measures. But... I would also I would also throw out just not going to Belarus right now. Because it sounds like they're not exactly doing the most. Uh, it doesn't sound you know, like they're doing well, all the social distancing. and. Yeah, so save that Belarus vac- vacation for another time. Maybe not right right now in the midst of all this. So. <laughs> That's my that's my two that's cents. That's your two cents on the matter. Yeah, that's what I'll th- that's what I'll throw out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a pretty crazy story. I mean, you sent it to me. The article, I mean, the title was uh, absolutely fucking bonkers, and I just kept reading it. And I was like, all right, this is get worse and worse by the line. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, uh, well, I don't have any segues. Do you want to play a game? Yes. Your game for you. Okay, so I have five questions for you, Steve. Try to think of a new type of game. Uh, it's uh, which came first. So you just got to tell me which one of these events happened before the other one. So you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm ever going to be. Okay. So I don't know why I used the pop, pop culture reference for the first one. And I also don't know why I picked out this one. But uh, yeah, the first one is uh, which one came out first? The Hangover or Chris Pronger on the Flyers? some reason, I was thinking of the movie The Hangover. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years. No, that's uh, that's a that's a pretty good one because I I want to say they're pretty. They are close, and close. I think they are the closest one out of the five. I think I think The Hangover came first out of the two of those. It did. Hangover came out on uh, June second, two thousand nine, and the Pronger trade was June twenty sixth of two thousand. Ooh, that is so, close. Same month. I didn't think it was that close when I thought of it, but yeah, that is uh, that is what happened. So one for one, very nice. Uh, number two, Claude Drew's NHL debut or Darian Hatcher's last NHL game. Ooh, Ooh that's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Correct. That's what I'm asking, babe. And it is. These are somewhat close, but you. Sh- I think you should be able to uh, piece it out, figure it out. Okay, so it's Hatcher's last NHL game. Darren Hatcher's last NHL game and Claude Drew's NHL debut. Oh man, I'm gonna go with Drew's NHL debut. Drew's debut was in a Flyers three to two shootout loss on February 19th, 2008 to the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. So I don't know if you heard Claude Drew's from Hearst. It was a whole thing. Oh, wow. Uh, Pierre Lebrun told me that like 40,000 times. (laughs) While talking about big boy hockey. And then Darian Hatcher's last game 
was May 18th, 2008. In Game 5, a 6-5 loss to the Penguins in the Eastern Conference Final. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about how Steve got that right, and he is 2-0 so far. Moving on to question number three. Another Claude Giroux question, because I do love me some Claude. Claude Giroux being, being named the team's captain or the Flyers' most recent nine-goal game? Oh. By the way, their most recent ten-goal game came back in 1992 against the Kings. Last nine-goal game, though, a little more recent than that. Kind of close to Claude Drew being named team's captain. <laughs> right. I'm uh, just trying and... to remember, because there was also that period where it was obvious that Drew was going to be the team's next captain, but they didn't quite name him the captain because Pronger was in limbo. Yeah. I'm going to give you one hint, and I think it might help. Uh, so, the goalie, one of the goalies the Flyers scored on in that game was Steve Mason. Oh, okay. Um, then I am going to go with the Flyers' last nine-goal game. Correct. It was, they beat the Blue Jackets 9-2 on November 5th, 2011. Mason gave up seven goals and 28 shots. Long live Mason. And then Alec York, uh, some guy that, that shouldn't have been a... It's the game that made Paul Holmgren want to get him. <laughs> I gotta get this I guy. At, I was at this game. This game was awesome. I bet. It was just absolute pain. Uh, Alan York, uh, yeah, Alan York, because I think he was... He wasn't their backup at the time. He was like their ECHL goalie that for some reason got pulled up that game. Like not, I don't even think AHL. I think they had injuries going on. He should have not been in the NHL. Mason shits the bed. They call in York. He lets up two goals and five shots. And I think they put Mason back in. It was a whole. It was a bad. Well, game. Anyway, just like then, I got to get this guy. Yeah, Holger was looking around. It was eight to two. He's like or eight nothing. He's like, oh man, who's Mason? Yeah. I think it'll look good here. Let's get him. Uh, Drew was named captain on January 15th, 2013. So you were three for three, Steve. Uh, Question number four features one of my favorite Flyers moments ever. And uh, in uh, looking back on it, one of my least uh, favorite Flyers moments ever. Pierre-Edouard Belmar knocking out Bobby Farnham or Dave Haxtell becoming the Flyers head coach. Which one came first? Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. And I, I, uh, we didn't talk about the, the Farnham knockout on the worst flyers of the past decade, but we did talk about when Belmar and Haxtall each joined the team as we went through those rosters. So I'm trying to think of, um, I, uh, I'm going to go with Belmar here, but I'm not confident in it. Not Okay. Well, you would be right, so you should probably uh, get a little more confidence going on there. Uh, Farnham got knocked out uh, in Philly in the Flyers' 3-2 overtime win over the Penguins on January 20th, 2015. Haxel was named the head coach on May 18th, 2015, okay. so he did get it right. Okay. Uh, also, by the way, I do want to point out May, May 18th, the day Haxel was hired, and Darian Hatcher's last game in the NHL, which was a 6 nothing loss to the Penguins. So May 18th kind of fucking sucks as a Flyers fan. Apparently, but uh, three to two win over the Penguins. Yeah, that was the game. Ronaldo boarded Latang. Forcheck freaked out and Rob Skadari in a fight. Luke Shen uh, bloodied up Steve Downey, I believe. Michael Raffle fought Zach Sill, who was a real NHL player at one time. And then Claude Drew scored the power play winner 
in overtime, four to three power, four and three power play. Penguins got called for too many men. That was a that was like one of the best games of that season because that season was very painful, almost night in and night out with that team. So it was a nice kind of like the Flyers Stadium Series win last season, one of the few nights of the year where it was actually fun to watch the team. So four for four, Steve. Last one. Can he do it, folks? Can he get the perfect game? You mentioned, okay, here we go. Number five, Ty Domi fights a Flyers fan where Lindros is traded to the Rangers. Again, pretty close, but I actually don't know if there's any way. I can't really give you a hint either way. No, no, no. I don't want a hint. I, I want to yeah, hint that. But I'm going to go with you. Domi fighting the fan. Okay. How confident are you? 50-50. Mm, so Ty Domi fought Chris Falcone on March 29th, 2000. I mean, he's a legend. I got to give his name. Uh, March 29th, 2001. Ah. Lindros was traded to the Rangers on August 20th, 2001. What are you talking about? You got okay, it. good, good. I was just thinking trade them. I, I, you know, it's yeah, been no. a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, traded for Jan Halavik, Kim Janssen, Pavel Brendel, and 2003 third, which became Stefan Ruzica. Oh, so there you go. fucking Brendel. Kim Janssen was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, Kim Janssen was the only tangible asset out of all that. Jan Halavik, I think, got flipped for Bashir, like, pretty shortly afterwards. If I remember uh, correctly. Yeah, Kim Janssen was halfway decent. <laughs> and then uh, Pablo Brendel and uh, Ruzica sucked. So that was 2001, though, right? Yeah, that was 2001. Yeah, because he... Yeah, because he got knocked out by Stevens in 2000, and then they had that the the weird season in 2000, 2001. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, five for five, Steve. How do you feel? Five, four, five. Not a four. Five, four, five. <laughs> Instead of four for four, you're five for five. So. All righty. Let's wrap. Have we gone? Have we hit an hour yet, by the way? We've hit an hour. We can go Good. around right, the league really and about call it a night. All right. Around the league, uh, center Michael Chaput, uh, former Flyer great, staying in Arizona for one year, 700K for 2020-21. You could say Michael is staying Chaput. Mm, I could. I won't, though. But we're going to let we're gonna let people know that you had that. But I did. Uh, <laughs> you did. You definitely said it. Yeah, we all saw it. Uh, drafted by the Flyers in 2010 in the third round. He has 22 points, six goals in 169 NHL games between the Coyotes, Canadians, Blue Jackets, and Canucks, uh, the one that got away. So, kind of nice. Uh, left, yeah, not, kind of, yeah, partially nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, left-hand defenseman Jacob McDonald staying with the Avs for two years at 725K a season. He had one goal for the Panthers in two games uh, in 2018-19, spent all the season with the Colorado Eagles in the AHL. Center Matthew Highmore of the Blackhawks is staying with Chicago for two more years, 725K. Uh, both Toronto and Arizona are, are interested in Russian right winger Alexander Barabanov. Barbarino. Had 11 goal- <laughs> Alexander Barbarino. Uh, Barbarino had 11 goals and 20 points in 43 games for SKA St. Petersburg in the KHL this season, if it does return. Uh, and then uh, also, last but not least, the NHL season is still on pause. So that's, that right? uh, that's around the lake. Yeah. I hadn't heard. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. That's what's going on. I so. didn't notice by the whole lack of anything 
interesting <laughs> like sports wise. Anything going on at all? Yeah, my, that's what's going. Yeah. My favorite thing right now is how desperate uh, the betting apps are to get people back and involved. Oh man! Like they sent me a promo earlier today. I think they were trying to get me to bet on NBA players playing 2K against each other. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I was gonna say I didn't even think about the uh, yeah DraftKings. Think about the betting like, apps. Here it was <laughs> yeah. FanDuel. E-Hoops player tourney. The NBA stars face off in an NBA 2K tournament, and we're giving you the chance to win a share of 5K for free in our props pick game. <laughs> I think I'm okay, oh, guys. Okay. Yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'm all right. I think I'll pass on that. I think I'll pass. Yeah. I think I'm good. It's pretty. I, yeah, this is another angle. There's just every so much with this that you just don't think about sometimes, and those poor betting apps. Well, somebody think of the poor casinos revenue. and betting apps, yeah. and I, you know, my hearts go out to them. It's about right the now. little guy it's at the end of the day. Yeah. It's scary times right now. Yeah. But but speaking of the little guy, make sure that if you have the chance to support a local small business, you are out there doing that. I cannot stress that enough, especially if you are That's somebody in a position where you're working from home and your job is safe and secure and you have some money to donate to keep your favorite bagel shop open or your favorite bar or whatever, you know, if there is an opportunity to donate and help these poor people out, the, you know, service industry workers that have been impacted by this and have lost their jobs, have been laid off, please help them out. It's a great cause. Uh, I'm going to give a quick personal shout out right now. My sister works for Need Bagels in Old City. And, uh, you know, they are really awesome bagel shop. I'm really excited for them to open back up after this is all done. And, you know, stuff like that. Like, please support wherever possible. Uh, great causes. Yeah. And, and Look, if you love their product, if you love their service, help them out in their time of need. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, that was pretty well put. It is something that I, I know. And there's going to be a lot of people that are you know, just struggling for money for themselves. But yeah, if you somehow do have a little bit of extra cash, do think about those smaller companies because yeah, everybody's hurting right now, especially the companies you just listed. I mean, they're probably hurting the most, honestly. So yeah. Yeah. It's a tough time for those people right now. And you know, we all got to come together and, and help each other out in these tough times. So please uh, continue to do that and, and be kind to each other and all that fun stuff. But uh serious note done. Just wanted to get that out there. Now, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. That is that is correct. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything right now. Good. <laughs> Good. That's for the best. We have two podcasts a week. We have Fly Purbly Under Quarantine and Fly Purbly. Uh, Fly Purbly Under Quarantine, yeah. where we're talking about one or two topics for the entire show. And uh, the typical Fly Purbly, where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have any. I know I'm not gonna have anything for tomorrow, but I might. I'll figure out something for next week. I have I have been kicking around a couple ideas, but I, you know, just haven't had the time yet. So. Just haven't had the time. Haven't had the time. Yeah. yeah. You can follow me at Flyperbly or at Estebomb, but for your hockey Twitter purposes, make it Flyperbly. Also, be sure to follow PSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. Check out broad street hockey on facebook be sure to subscribe and rate on all of your favorite podcast services and just shout out to all of the other great podcast efforts going on on broad street hockey right now uh there's no hockey but that hasn't stopped us from podcasting about hockey and anything that we want to talk about i mean every everybody else has gotten in on the act of talking about whatever at this point and i love it uh charlie bill kelly 
they are just pumping out that tangy tent right now. Uh, I saw chart, you know, just everybody's stepping it up and, and pumping out some great stuff. So please check that all out. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, love what everybody's been bringing to the table. Yeah. 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 We talked about it last week too. Uh, we're just, uh, we're, we're still rolling here. We're still pumping out the tangy tent. We're going and, uh, nowhere. <laughs> absolutely fucking nowhere. And, uh, yeah, BSH, if you guys are bored, always just go to BSH and BSH radio because there's plenty of stuff to read and dissect and enjoy. Tangy tent. Hashtag tangy tent. Hashtag TT. There you go. <laughs> all right, gang. That's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. Wash your damn hands, you filthy animals. Please, for the love of God, wash your hands and make sure you are keeping your social distance and all that stuff. Stay safe out there, folks. And until next time, good night and good hockey. <laughs> Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!